We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, man, we're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. It's Tuesday. Man, if you are a fan of the Arizona Cardinals or anywhere close to the Arizona Cardinals, you have no hope. I mean, that was so <laughs> awful yesterday. I know Kyler mm. Murray goes down in the third play of the game. Good for him that he got his money before he ends up with an ACL injury. But how could you feel good about anything going on with this franchise? This might be one of the most sorry franchises in the NFL. Well, I don't think Kyler Murray going down is the reason that I'm lacking hope. I think it's the roster as a whole is really weak. And by the way, at least they've been in the playoffs. Uh, there are sorrier. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about what happened when they got to the playoffs? That was bad. When's the last time? Uh, there's so many franchises that haven't been in a little while. So anyway, but the pro- the point about Kyler Murray is like Kyler Murray is the least of their problems. They have an aging veteran roster that's built to win not now but it's built to win in 2017 <laughs> so i don't know how they're gonna win their yeah, time machine yeah. uh and now you have this issue with kyler murray you're committed to him so you can't even really do a rebuild so what are you gonna do you're right you're in total limbo a bad franchise yeah so we get the news and you knew it last night yeah. these non-contact injuries you're watching the game you know it's gonna be bad news for murray but we get the official news from adam schefter and others today that it's the acl i mean Think about when he's going to come back. I think about who could coach this team if Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be the coach. Is this a Sean Payton destination? You you think no. that this is going to be on the top five of Sean Payton places he could go? I mean, Murray's got all the talent in the world, but that's not going to be enough. I think this general manager, too, Steve Kime, has left the team in a terrible spot. I, I mean, I don't see this as a roster that's full of talent. I thought the trade for Hollywood Brown to get a first rounder to give up that for Hollywood Brown, who had a terrible drop last night. That's just one thing. You know, Hopkins holding the football like it's a cell phone leads to an interception or fumble rather (laughs) into the end zone for the Patriots. Like, I don't see where are the good vibes, let alone good football on this team. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm not sure I totally agree with is that, do we know for sure that Kyler Murray is a good quarterback? Oh, because he really good. let's talk about it. Because he really has not had that huge, huge season. When you look at his numbers, even in a Cliff Kingsbury, what you would think would be a friendly offense, yeah. are really not that elite yet on any kind of consistent basis. So I that gets back to him playing a little Monday morning quarterback now, but maybe people should have been more skeptical about that big deal he signed because yes, he was nine and zero last year, looked great for a while. But he's never sustained it all. And his numbers really are 
aren't that great. I hate to say this. They're Andy Daltonish. You know, they're yes. you know, he's about a ninety passer rating, twenty four touchdowns. Yeah. So they're good. We know he can run, but he's one of those quarterbacks where you don't think he's gonna be able to stay healthy if he runs. Yeah, so he the one thing about Murray that I think we're encouraged by is that the numbers were getting better every year, right? Mm. They were going up and you look at his ability and his athleticism, the arm, all that stuff. I can see why people would fall in love with it, right? But we asked ourselves at the time when he got the contract, do you think Kyler Murray's winning a Super Bowl? I I get you want to pay a guy, or not you want to. You were basically held hostage by Murray in a great negotiating (laughs) by his agent to pay him after the third season. But did you feel like he was going to be the linchpin on a Super Bowl team? No. And I think we both said no. 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 That's it. Gets to the bigger issue. Do you have to pay every quarterback who comes out this crazy forty million dollar contract? Well, when they're taking number one overall, and you basically fired one head coach to bring in another head yeah. coach to bring in with him, like you kind of paint yourself into a corner. Do you though? Why? Because just because you took him. Look, the Jets drafted Zach Wilson number two overall. They look ready to move on already. I, I don't think <laughs> that Murray hasn't looked as bad as Zach. Wilson. Yeah, just because you picked him number one overall doesn't mean you couldn't wait. In this case. Murray's can't put so much pressure on him on the team. Yep. And the team folded. It just they don't do things. Let's say the Patriot way is this the gold standard. They don't do those do things that way at all. They do the exact opposite. They seem to cave to public pressure or they think short term instead of long term. And now I don't see an out. I don't no one's gonna want to coach this team, Maggie, are they? I well, do you want to go with someone who's doing this at this level for the first time? Like Cliff Kingsbury, who was a head coach in college, but now on the NFL level was doing this for the first time. Do you want to elevate a coordinator? I can give you 15 coordinators who I bet would take the job tomorrow. Well, who's yeah, who are the McVay coordinators that they're going to throw in? <laughs> or, you know, a guy from Detroit, you know, or yeah. a guy from Philadelphia. There's so many good coordinators, but I mean, that's kind of hit or miss. Are are you going to take mm. again? Are you going to take a Frank Reich? Are you going to throw everything at Sean Payton? Are you sure Sean Payton would even want the job? Especially if you're going to keep the general manager. I think that the way this has to go here for Arizona is I'm thinking it's a full clean house. You just gave the coach and the GM twin extensions along with Murray. You basically try to get your foundational core. I think it's time to pull the ripcord though. Abandon ship on this whole thing because now Murray's going to be back. What would you say? Next Thanksgiving? So wait, how do you pull the cord on Murray though? He's no, got, Murray's got to stay. You are. So you can't really pull the cord. But you can on coach and general manager. You can. Yeah, that you can, and yeah. that they probably will. But are you sure about but, that? Well, maybe. But what are they going to do? Like, where where are you going with this franchise? Who would? I was looking. I was trying to find a good player who was under twenty five on that roster, and I really no names jumped out. I mean, no Buda Baker's really good. Yeah, they paid him a ton. Uh, Zayvon Collins finally made a play last night, but generally they do not have any young talent there. They have old talent who's way past their due, there's not a lot to build around here. No, and you would think that going into this year in the NFC, you would have a shot, you know, and possibly making the playoffs. We know, obviously, that's gone now. They've won four games, and with Murray out, and you know what? Colt McCoy is actually not a bad backup quarterback, but they're not going to go where they want to go this season. That's that's over. This season, it looked like Colt was actually playing better than Kyler. at times. Yeah, uh, it, it feels like Cliff wanted uh, Cole McCoy in there at certain points. But, yeah, it, it's a mess. Last night was a disaster. And, by the way, they even after Kyler Murray went down, they had a million opportunities to make that either a close game or win that game. And they just, as you mentioned earlier, they just fumbled it away. Yeah, it, it was, it's a sloppy team. The penalties are bad. I mean, everything about it. And, to be honest, you know, 
you feel for Cliff Kingsbury yesterday and today and over the weekend because, as you saw from his uh, social media posts, obviously he's very close with Mike Leach. Yeah. And we got the unfortunate news this morning that Mike Leach, the coach uh, of Mississippi State, obviously had been at Texas Tech, had been at Washington State, had spent a lifetime in coaching that he passed away Pearl off this morning after suffering uh, some kind of um, heart uh, something. We're not exactly sure what it is, but to be honest, it doesn't matter. Uh, the football world lost somebody who was an innovator, somebody who was a character, but beyond that seemed like an unbelievable coach and someone who clearly touched a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And he was, you know, this is a sport of copycats and he was a true original. That's true. Uh, I love, I've read it a lot. I read part of his book because I was doing a story on the spread offense in Texas for SI and the book is called Swing Your Sword, if I'm not mistaken. Right, so, right? yeah. <laughs> and it was a great uh, title. It's incredible, the the tentacles of his his offense. He was there with Hal Mummy, and then everything basically came out of them. There's so many coaches, and I know other people said that, but if you watch an NFL offense today, you're probably seeing some form of a Mike Leach concept. So in a way, he, he and the people who he innovated with were, were kind of football geniuses. And one of my favorite things about it, Maggie, is Michael Lewis wrote the intro to his book. Yep. And because Michael Lewis is Moneyball, money ball, yep. I like that what was interesting about him, he took less, I would say, less blue chip prospects and figured out a system to really make them shine in places like Texas Tech. You know how hard it is probably to recruit to Lubbock and Pullman and Starkville? Yep. But he always had incredibly competitive teams because he liked, it seemed like he liked that approach. He's like, I don't need Alabama. I don't need the five stars. I'm going to outthink you guys. I think that's why people responded to him as a coach so much because he was just such a different thinker. I think you're so right about that. It's spot on. And then, but you're right, like the tentacles and the sort of tree that he now has, like obviously as a coordinator, you know, coaching Josh Heupel, as a coordinator coaching Tim Couch, and then with Kingsbury, who we mentioned, and then Lincoln Riley, who was uh, on his, who he coached with, you know, Gardner Minshew is obviously with your Philadelphia Eagles as a backup, but like, there was something about like people who have a way of figuring it out, right? And he seemed like one of those people. Also, also somebody who wasn't so totally insanely focused on football all the time, yet you knew he was, and I'm sure yeah. he thought about it 24-7, yet would also have other interests. I think showed what it means to be well-rounded, whether that's a love and interest in pirates or yeah. Geronimo, which he wrote a book on, you know, to kind of show like it's important to be a complete person. You know, yeah. the only unbelievable only football coach that's ever been to law school, like to expand your brain and your mind that it doesn't always have to be locked in a room just you know, crunching tape for 24 hours a day. Yeah, I think it's why media people loved him. You've seen so much of that because he didn't want to give the standard football answer. Yeah. The Bill Belichickian, you know, just there to execute the plays. He wanted, the stories about him going on random tangents are great. I don't know, did you read that athletic story this fall about how the players used to sit around and everyone say, don't ask him about history. Don't ask him anything where he can give a history lesson. Because at the end of practice, you said, Somebody said, like, well, how did they come up with, uh, you know, some sort of law in 1864? Yeah. And he would give an hour lecture because he was so well-read. Uh, incredible. By the way, this year is so influential. Sonny Dykes was one of his assistants who's in the Final yeah. Four at TCU. And Josh Heupel had this incredible year at Tennessee. It felt like, even though Mississippi State wasn't... And Lincoln Riley coached another Heisman uh, Trophy winner. Yeah, and Lincoln Riley. It felt like he had such a strong imprint on this season in college football 
Uh, yeah, he'll be missed. Definitely. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up later in the show, we'll talk to Graham Harrell, who was one of his quarterbacks at Texas Tech. Graham Harrell ended up coming in fourth in Heisman voting his senior year when he was being coached by Mike Leach. He's now the offensive coordinator at West Virginia. So he will join us in the third hour of the show to reflect on his coach. And uh, we're looking forward to talking with him to... Yes, this is an incredibly sad day. Mike Leach was only 61 years old, but if we can celebrate his life and to uh, expound on just how much he influences what we watch, whether it's Friday nights, high school football, Saturdays in college, or Sundays in the NFL. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Maggie and Perloff, we're back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After this. Back on Maggie and Perloff. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals job, Maggie, I mean, who wouldn't want to coach guys like A.J. Green and J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins in their prime. <laughs> well, I mean, that would have been cool. Is supposed to be still in his prime, he's, right? He is not young. He is. I think he's thirty already. So, and we know what you think about wide receivers over thirty. Perloff wants to basically send him to a farm <laughs> upstate. So he's going to be thirty-one by the beginning of next season when Colt McCoy lines up under center for your Arizona Cardinals because you can't <laughs> afford to pay another quarterback. You're not going to draft another quarterback. No, you don't know who your coach is. This is there's just nothing. I assume AJ Green will be gone. You have Hollywood Brown, who's younger, but do we trust him? Robbie Anderson, you never know any given that play what's going to happen. Feast or famine guy. Rondell Moore is a guy we were all so excited about, but I don't think that's paid off. So, you know, this is a team that you look at them on paper, you've always said, wow, that should be explosive. Did not deliver at all this year. So I, I just don't know who's going to coach this team. If you guys have an idea of who, if they get rid of Cliff Kingsbury, which is no given, who would be perfect to fill in? Give us a call, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Yeah, I don't know. I just cannot solve these Arizona Cardinals. Let's go to Jay. He's in Alabama, up first here on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. Jay, you seem like a guy with good ideas. What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> well, okay, Cliff Kingsbury, he, look, I'm sure you look, when you're sitting at home looking at it on TV, 
the guy has the whole demeanor and the whole look on his face like he knows he does not belong there. And, like, it, it, it exudes off of him, and I'm sure the players around him can see that too, and I think that's the problem. Arizona, I'm born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, so I've been dealing with this all my life. Really, Arizona makes bad decisions, and what I mean bad decisions, they make a decision too late or too early. Like, bring in Hollywood Brown. Why would you bring a dude that has a problem with drops in, you know, just to appease your quarterback? Yep. And that's another issue. It's like they're trying to appease him every stop, every step of the way, and it's like they need to get rid of Kingsbury and bring in a coach that demands Kyler Murray's respect, because right now, it, I think all these reports of him being a pre, prima donna and everything is true. I mean, the, the Arizona staff said it. Uh, Patrick Peterson came out with it. I mean, if, if, yeah. if that wasn't true, he wouldn't have came out and said something like that. And another indication is like, okay, I, I forget what week it was. You see the week when he showed up to the game with the with the green pimp suit, looked like he got from Marie Callender's or whatever. Like, he ain't got somebody <laughs> to tell him, no, don't go out with that. I mean, he ain't got nobody to tell him no in that organization or probably away from the organization or around him. Well, you know, Jay, I think they tried not to tell him no, but I think they obviously tried to get a tit for tat with the homework clause, right? It's like, all right, well, if you're going to hold our feet to the fire and giving you a contract, we're going to hold your feet to the fire. We want tangible proof that you're studying and you're reading up on your opponents and not just relying on your athleticism, you know, to win games. And they got totally embarrassed by that. Both sides look terrible. My, Murray looked bad because it's like questioning his work ethic, and the team looks yep. bad because why would you hand a guy $230 million if you're not sure he's actually in, engaged in the game plan? Like I said, bad decisions, man. Yeah. Like, first of all, I wasn't even, you brought it up right now. I wasn't even thinking about it. You ain't even looking at your playbook <laughs> and you're walking around here demanding stuff. Like, bro, that, that, they don't have people in their front office or on the sidelines that demands everybody's respect. They're too busy trying to, like, just buy a winner and have them go do everything for them. It's like, no, you have to have a solid foundation around, like, up top, on the sidelines, wherever. You're, I mean, it's, come on, man. It's like, you know you have a coach that knows he does not belong there. Yeah. You can see it in his face, you know. And on a, on a, on a good note, well, not a good note, but on a sad note, Mike Leach is good to see. I mean, not good, but it's sad to see him go. And it's like every time, every every everything I hear about his life and what he's into, his interests, it's like this guy reminds me of myself, you know. And and you know, really like down here in the south and everything, everybody's really like grieving over it. I mean, we haven't seen the sun in two weeks down here either, so it adds to the whole thing. But I mean, the whole SEC family is really gonna miss this dude. And I mean, just the out the out of the box next level type of thinker it's like the things that are important to us is really not as important for it's not that important to him because he's got such a repertoire of his mind is in the so many different things it's like i love a dude like that yeah you know what i mean yeah does small stuff thank you so much for the call and hope all right y'all hope the sun comes back out there and it's it's a good call all around well one thing i disagree i kind of like that lime green suit that kyler wore i call it was a look i'm looking at it now it is as somebody pointed out on twitter it is a hillary clinton outfit it's (laughs) a pantsuit i don't (laughs) yeah i I don't think it's a man's cut i i'm looking at it now yeah isn't that a isn't that a woman it's definitely not a traditional man's (laughs) cut It's okay. lime green. It's kind of cool. And yeah. I, I, when it came out, I was like, well, who am I to question Kyler Murray's fashion sense? Of course, he's more fashionable than me. Yeah. But <laughs> you're saying, Maggie, that I was right to be a little skeptical? Uh, well, I mean, that was more Jay's call than mine. I, it looks to me like uh, 
you know, like a green screen, you know, where people shoot things on a green <laughs> screen, like Marvel movies yeah. and stuff, and like Madden and video games and stuff. It looks like it, they took that material and were like, you know what? Let's make a suit out of that. But as far as the cut goes, Hillary Clinton definitely could have rocked that in 2016. There is no <laughs> doubt she about it. She might have worn that on the campaign trip. Yeah, if she had a blouse underneath this, it is, it's got, yeah. It's I, a I, sensible I, shoe. It's got all of the makings. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> That's a loafer. I think Kyler Murray's got bigger problems than his lime green suit right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's about getting his knee healthy. Uh, let's go to Jeff. He's in New York. Jeff has a thought on Kyler Murray. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, guys. Hi. I love your show. I've been watching every single day on CBS Sports Network. Thank you. I just want to bring your attention. If you watch any of the opening footage where you saw Kyler Murray, even before he went into the huddle, it was very obvious that he was nursing a bad leg or an injury. And if you listen to any of the pregame shows, they were talking about causes in his contract where he had to put X amount of hours in. And it's like I saw this guy trying to play through an injury, and I told myself there's no way he's going to go down. And needless to say, shortly after that, he went down. I know, Jeff. When you see someone who plays like – and thank you for the call and thank you for watching. When you see someone who plays like Murray does, and because of his size, even though he's like a – Thick guy, but, you know, he's smaller quarterback. Obviously, we talked about that a lot when he was coming out of the draft. It almost feels like you're just waiting for the next time he's going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, it's like you can appreciate the highs when he's scrambling and he's making something happen with his legs and that his arm is huge and all that stuff, but you're you're waiting on every big hit. And you know what? This wasn't even a hit. It was a non-contact injury, uh, which is, of course, we know the worst type. Well, right, and... Jeff brings up an interesting point. What was the pre... I know he had missed some time this year for different little things. Was there an injury coming in? Yeah. Like, for a total... This different case, but J.K. Dobbins, people are noting he was running pretty well for Arizona. He's a man who clearly has a major injury who's out there on the field. I wonder... I think Jeff probably is right. He probably saw something before where Kyler Murray was still nursing some part of his body. So, I'm not... Which is, again, like, maybe he should have been seated. This is playing Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. But it definitely... Wasn't going anywhere. He he looked like he was fine on that particular run. That he's probably made that run how many times in his career without an injury? I mean, whatever, a lot. But yeah. he was playing through an injury last year, through yeah. the down the stretch. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that it comes with the territory when you're that kind of player and you are that size. Uh, Steve is in Indianapolis. What's up, Steve? Hey, that Mike Leach thing talking about. You know, sad that he's gone. Uh, it's it's kind of weird, you know. You only comment, make that kind of comment after somebody's left, and and we all don't take the time to tell people we appreciate them when they're here. And I just wanted to say to you two, if either one of you tragically go before your time, you will be sorely missed. But I wanted to say that oh. to you while you're still alive. Oh. Uh-huh. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. I guess I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure where that. Yeah. Uh, what do you know that we yeah, don't, Steve? That sounds weird, but you just you know you need to let people know you value their who they are in the present, and I wanted to let you guys know that because I like your show. Oh, now, thank you. On, the same the to qu- you. <laughs> on the quarterback thing, uh, you know, these quarter-billion-dollar contracts, in my opinion, should be reserved for the top four or five people. I hate to be the old man yelling at a cloud, but a quarter-billion dollars is a lot of money to buy <laughs> yourself to, and it's getting to the point where once a team has a starting quarterback, they're definitely afraid of losing them because they've got to go back out and find another one. And eventually you're going to have 32 people making a quarter billion dollars, and where does it stop? It's, it's already ruined Denver, and it's probably going to ruin Arizona. 
and I, I think some of these owners have to start de-emphasizing this position mm. a little bit. That money could be spent. I mean, everybody talks about maybe San Francisco getting to the Super Bowl with their defense. Yeah, take take some of that money and spend it at other positions, and let's experiment here and see if any quarterback is really worth a quarter billion. Yeah. Dollars. I mean, you if you Steve, miss, you're you're screwed. Yeah, it, it's it, it can be so debilitating for your cap. Thank you for the call and for the kind words. Uh, <laughs> never heard someone say that <laughs> before. Like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so here's I think where Steve has a great point, and I think let's predict a little bit about what could happen here in, in the near future in football. Yeah. May I just point out, Kyler Murray's big money does not even kick in until 2024, mm-hmm. right? Like. From tw- 2024 is when it jumps his his base salary from two million to 37 million dollars, mm-hmm. right? So you're not even paying for Kyler Murray now. You're paying for how is Kyler Murray going to age? And so here's a question for you: Do we start coming to a time in the NFL where teams and in, in, unless you have Mahomes or Burrow or Herbert or Allen, you are just keep drafting quarterbacks, just keep drafting mm-hmm. them? And you get him in the second round or something, and you try to get a system like maybe as a send up to Mike Leach, something he would have done, where you try to make it as easy as you can. Not that the air raid is easy, but you know what I'm saying. You try to build in more of those concepts, and you try to just keep recycling quarterbacks. Unless you get, you know, hey, we've got a a franchise changer. Mm. Now I, we're not it sounds play. so good on paper and in theory. But if you actually own a team, there's no way you could operate like that. Because if you have a good quarterback, let's take the Eagles with Jalen Hurts right now. Right. They have to pay him. There's just no way you're going to not pay him. I, I think, just for, for a couple of reasons. One, you can't watch him go to another team and win a Super Bowl. And your fans would kill you if you didn't pay that guy. Right? Okay, well, I mean, maybe. But your fans will kill you if you pay him and then he gets hurt, which is totally out of your control. And then you're in some kind of salary cap hell, too, because of the contract. Like, I think the Eagles would be the perfect example. I'm, I'm looking also at the Baltimore Ravens. I, are they, what are they doing here? I mean, this could end up being, unless they get a deal done with Lamar Jackson, is this some kind of precedent where it's like, you know what? No. Or, and, and that's a guy who won an MVP and who's excellent. And they're <laughs> messing around with whether or not to pay him. So you were saying, okay, would you not pay him? Lamar, I think I would pay. And you wouldn't pay Jalen? And... Jalen, I think I would pay too, but I'm <laughs> name the guy you wouldn't pay. I don't think I would have paid Murray. You could say I right, name the guy have, moving forward. I could have waited pay. on Murray too. Well, that was a weird situation because the agent was putting so much pressure on the team. It was like the open public letter. And I would have flipped the. I would if if I now we know which is they needed a homework clause in the contract. Yeah, I would have flipped the pressure right on back. As soon as you get us to the NFC Championship game, we will pay you. Whatever comes first, NFC Championship mm. game or your contract's up. Like, I, I might try to apply pressure back to Murray. Show us something more. Yeah, I Teams don't... Teams don't do that. I don't know if... It, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it works that way. Um, by the way, Murray injured his hamstring in week eight. Yeah. Went out of week nine, missed 10 and 11. I, I think that definitely contributed to it. You see, Russell Wilson injured his hamstring in week six, and he still runs, like, a, with a little limp. So, I wonder... You know, maybe Murray should have shut it down. Clearly, this this whole season, he's stunk all season long. He's not been consistent in yeah. any games. So, yeah, it, it feels really hopeless. You know, I think I've heard that this deal is a little bit team-friendly. Like, they can get out after year three, which is not bad. 
Yes, I'm not sure. year I mean, three would be 2028. Yeah. No, no, no. Year three? <laughs> of the extension, right? 24, 25, or I guess the, on Spotrack, it's saying you can get out after 2027. Well, I'm almost sure. 30 years old. I think they can get out after 25 uh, at like 100 something million. No, but the contract doesn't kick in until 2024. Yeah, I, I, I think with the way the bonus is set up, like this was three years and it was not totally unteam friendly. Don't buzz, you know, you know how this is too. You can't necessarily trust what was reported. No, I mean, I'm, I'm on a, you know, a reputable website here that also says if his dead cap hit this year, 110 million, next 97 million, 81 million, and then 33 million is the most relief in 2025. Uh, Sam is in Portland, has an idea for who could replace Cliff Kingsbury. What's up, Sam? Hey, first throw off. Good to talk again. I don't, I don't remember you when I uh, took a picture together at the Oregon Ducks game years ago. Oh, you remember that? oh my God, I totally remember. Wait, no. this is Sam? Hey, Sam. <laughs> Sam, was that the game where LeBron was? I don't remember if LeBron was there or not. All I know is you were there, and it was like <laughs> one of the biggest deals for me to run into you, especially because we're both uh, members of the same tribe. It was really cool to see you and uh, to get a picture with you. Awesome. Um, but but the real reason I'm calling, whenever I think about uh, head coaching in the NFL or college, I, I always go to minority coaches because of the work that I do around minority coaches. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the first three that come to mind are Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy, and Pep Hamilton. And I think either one of those, given an opportunity to, take, to, to become head coach at Arizona Cardinals, could turn the program around and should have, and should have an opportunity. I think Flores has proven himself. I think Bieniemy's proven himself. Pep Hamilton's a little bit, a uh, un- little bit more unknown. But what do you think about those three as as uh, candidates to take over? Because Kingsbury, when he took over, I didn't think he should have ever been a head coach in the first place. Let me ask you a question, though, Sam. Um, go ahead. The, the rap on Flores was he was not offense friendly. He coached the team like a defensive team. And cycled through some offensive yeah, coordinators. Yeah, and by the way, I think as a you know he's also known as a disciplinarian, which would be great for this Arizona team. So I kind of like a culture it. Culture builder. Yeah, I kind of like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I worry about in today's NFL bringing in a defensive minded guy kind of feels against the grain for what a lot of teams want to do. Well, I mean, my team, the Steelers, have a, a defensive minded coach, and they they've never you know other than this year they've never had a problem really with <laughs> yeah. offensive coordinators. I mean, they they've had some good offenses over the years, and again, you know, Florence comes in, he handles the defense, the discipline, and then he just hires he hires an offensive coordinator, and and who knows who he brings in, but so I don't see that being a downside. I think the the discipline. The defense, those two things, and him having another opportunity, and you know maybe he brings in the enemy. Who knows? Maybe steals him away from Kansas City. But, That's interesting. Well, I mean, Eric, the enemy for sure. I'm and and Sam, thank you so much for the call. The work you do sounds pretty exciting, actually. Um, and thank you. The enemy is long overdue. I mean, we all know that, right? He's long overdue, and that would be exciting. And I think that's somebody who. I mean, so here's what I'm thinking about Kyler Murray. Does he want or would he respond to somebody who's already had a lot of success at the NFL level? You know, like you bring in Eric Bieniemy. This is somebody who, you know, is winning Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. Like he has a gravitas to him. 
Yeah. Is that important for Murray? I, I think it might be. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm speculating. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know that there's a coach who's going to turn this all around. I I think if I'm uh, any three of those guys, Pep Hamilton, Eric Bieniemy, and Brian Flores, and the Bidwells call me, I say thanks for no thanks. <laughs> you know, hang on, wait for your next opportunity. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to catch the next boat. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like right now where the roster is, and it depends who's a GM as well. Yeah, that's it's true. A, the current GM. Yeah, I guess if you have somebody, it just feels like from top to bottom something is off kilter right there. So that's why. Uh, if I was a agent for coaches, I would say be very careful about taking this job right now. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. We'll get back to you. Promise coming up. Are we getting too carried away by a few quarterbacks? It's quarterback mania. We're going to pump the brakes on that a little bit. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at Navy Federal. Dot org. It's our favorite moment of the week when we try to guess who Stu picked as the Navy Federal uh, Player of the Week. Okay, I think I nailed it. I've been really bad at this all season long, but I think <laughs> I nailed it. It's somebody from Morocco from the World Cup. Stu is a massive soccer fan. He hasn't done that yet. And correct me if I'm wrong, Morocco's style is like a little more defensive-minded, and they're very, now in the yes. semifinals. They're playing tomorrow in the World Cup. That is very true. They are very defensive, uh, and they shut down Spain, and all the way on this road here, they've played a very defensive style of uh, soccer. Okay, that's my guess is going to be somebody from Morocco. Stu focusing on the word they, as in a collective they, as in not a he, means to me that there's nobody that stands out on that list. So... I've been trying to push Nick Bose every week. I think it's another Niner. I think it's Dre Greenlaw <laughs> oh. is this week's, or yeah, probably him as this week's, because I, I basically they're the best defense and they killed Tom Brady. I yeah, figure that's worth some points. Yeah. That's worth some points. It was a standalone game. Uh, I don't think it's Bosa this week. So yeah, that guy's as good as anybody, I guess. Uh, all right. Are we even close? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, it is Wait, football, but, so Pearl is kind of close. It is NFL. <laughs> I didn't even have the right Did you go sport. with the interception instead of a sacker? Because those are the two Oh, is bigger. this the Broncos guys who picked off Mahomes three times? We went with a pass rusher. Oh, last night? Uche? Uh, from Sunday. Hmm. hmm. A pass rusher? Someone on the Chargers? This person had three sacks on Sunday. Uh, I don't know who, oh, had, who three. had three sacks. Perloff's guy, Brandon Graham. In Philly's 48-22 win over the Giants, Graham had three sacks and a forced fumble. On the season, Graham has eight and a half sacks, which is 15th in the league. And as a team, the Eagles lead the league in sacks with 49. Which is crazy because he's also 50 years old. It's really good <laughs> for a guy his age. Does sacking Daniel Jones even count as a sack, or is that just like getting a running back in the backfield? Right? It's hard to do. He's fast. He runs a lot. Yep. But I'm with, I'm yeah, but, but half of his sacks are probably he's trying to start the scramble downfield. I, even I couldn't watch that game. That was a hard watch. That <laughs> well, game. because of the Giants, I mean, the pixie dust is gone. <laughs> yeah, it looked like the Eagles were playing a JV squad. It was. Yeah, well, that's what happens when Saquon Barkley has a neck injury now, and yeah. they lost one of their good players in the secondary off of an ATV accident off the bye week. I, think, I don't think and that's Daniel all that Jones happened. isn't the guy. Basically, if you take away Daniel Jones running, I know Saquon's good, but you've got nothing. Well, if I'm the Giants, I'm not paying Saquon, and I'm not paying Daniel Jones. So, Who are you paying? You're not paying. You're not, you, you didn't really even want to pay well, Lamar. Lamar, paying, Lamar we're paying. We're paying Lamar. Yeah. And we're EJ playing uh, Jalen Hurts. And I'm paying Jalen Hurts because. Yeah, gr- begrudgingly, both those guys. <laughs> Listen, they're getting my money. 
<laughs> begrudgingly or grudgingly. Yeah, I need you to find before the end of the show the quarterback that you're not paying that you think everybody else will pay. Okay, well, let's talk about it for a second. Tua. Tua, I'm not paying. Yeah, no. It, no. Yeah. I, and listen, I'm someone who still believes the Miami Dolphins are a dangerous playoff team, unlike you, and I'm still not paying Tua. Gotcha. I wonder, that's going to be a tough one, though. What if Tua keeps it together this season and ends the season healthy and is an MVP candidate? There's going to be pressure to pay him. There will be pressure, and I will stand up to that pressure. And I think that the fans in Miami would understand where I'm coming from, right? You exercise the fifth-year option. So I have a little bit of time here. I mean, listen, do I have to extend it to the point where we're getting him in a contract year, like what's going on with Lamar and the franchise tag, and that's never good. But give me one more season. Let me First of all, let's see how the rest of this season goes. And then I want one more season. Yes, do. What about uh, Jordan Love when he uh, his deal comes up in a couple years here? Yeah, what do you do with Jordan Love? Well, okay. Picking up the fifth-year option, as it seems like that's what the front office has already said they're going to do. So you're going to basically have like, 70% of your cap <laughs> quarterbacks <laughs> next year. So if anyone else on the Packers was planning on getting paid, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. All right. What if I told you that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow were both asking for 50 million a year? Do you do it? Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Yep. Which, which is, yeah, happening I don't, I don't have a choice there. It, listen, with so two, it's point. only about the concussions. I'm but, afraid it's one more concussion and I'm not going to have this guy. Yeah. Ever. But this idea that you don't pay a quarterback and you draft smart and you keep on going with that. I said beyond the elite guys. Oh, like okay. if you're if you're tier one, however you wherever whoever lands in your tier one, right. the problem is is when you take a tier two guy and you try to talk yourself into him being tier one. And I think that's what happened with Kyler Murray. I don't think anybody puts Kyler Murray as a tier one quarterback. He might have tier one talent, but what mm. do we see on the field? Is he a tier one? No, you're not putting him in there with Mahomes and with Herbert and Burrow and Allen and who am I forgetting, Lamar. I mean, he's not going in there. And that's where you get yourself in trouble when you pay tier twos like they're tier ones. I mean, I'm sorry, but it feels easy to say that the day after he tore his ACL uh, in a year where his passer rating I'm not is cut by 40%. Down, but even but at you should have said this in August. I said I don't think that Kyler Murray is going to win a Super Bowl. So if he's not, if I don't think he's a guy who get to get you to a Super Bowl, I mean, then I'm probably not handing him over $230 million. All right. What do you think? Well, I think it's more complicated than that. I don't think, I think the fact that Matthew Stafford just won a Super Bowl means that there's a wide range of quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl. And I think the Cardinals felt if we don't have Kyler Murray, we don't have anything. And probably some truth to that. And they think he's the number one overall pick. He's talented. He was a pro bowler. I think if you have a pro bowl level quarterback, and I know pro bowl, that can go kind of deep. That's Mac Jones. Then you got to pay him $40 million a year. See, I don't know about that because the Pro Bowl, Tua right now is leading all Pro Bowl votes. Like, there's yeah. part of that where <laughs> it's also a fan popularity contest. So, too. say Tua, okay, say you don't pay Tua. And I guess if Can I just wait for a second on Tua? You can wait for a second. Because here's the thing I've built a team, and this is what we said going into the year with Tua. I've built a team that if Tua doesn't have a good season, I can put another quarterback right in there, and I've got weapons, I've got a sc- defense. Yeah, but who's this quarterback? I'm not sure yet. I mean, look at Carolina. They thought they could plug in Baker Mayfield this year. Look at... They don't have nearly the offensive weapons. Okay. Well, they, you know, their weapons actually aren't that bad. They, they started the season with DJ Moore and McCaffrey, and they drafted Terrace Marshall high. 
And whatever, it was a total disaster. It's not Tyree Kill. Look at Indianapolis, who's trying to string together yeah. these veteran quarterbacks. It's, look at New Orleans, who's trying Indianapolis to string together. does it. not have anywhere close to Jalen Waddle on their on their. I, I'm just saying, team, you're not finding these. Okay, so you think you can put... Uh, my point is, it's not that easy once you get into the veteran quarterback carousel. Uh, yeah, if it's not Tua, who's the quarterback next year? Jimmy G? You think that's some sort of panacea? Well, you're going to pay Jimmy G? No, I can't pay Jimmy G either because he's not. he's also an injury-prone guy. Uh, let's go to JJ, who's in California. What's up, JJ? What's up, Mags? How you doing? Doing excellent. What's on your mind? Do you pay Trevor Lawrence? I got a while before I have to think about that, don't I? Don't I at least get to see year three before I have to pay a guy? No, you're paying Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. We're all paying Trevor Lawrence. There's <laughs> no way Trevor Lawrence is getting paid. Yeah, I mean, he's, right, he's real, getting paid. Real, real quick, Maggie and Pearl. What about, um, you know, Jalen Hurts um, and... Baker and all and the other guy, uh, Murray, all went to Oklahoma. We're all about six foot, and Hurts is successful. The other two ain't been too successful. I mean, well, they've the all made the playoffs. Closed? Is it? Yeah, you're right about that. Is the door closed though in the draft for six foot quarterbacks right now? Unless you got Peyton as a coach. No, because look who the number one pick is going to be. Bryce Young. Bryce Young, mm. Bryce Young out of Alabama. Six foot, hundred eighty pounds. That's what everyone seems. That's what every writer seems to think right now. Well, JJ, if you're asking me if I was a general manager, I I love Bryce Young. I think he's excellent. If it was my job on the line, I have to find a quarterback. I don't. I'm not drafting Bryce Young. Yeah, go with the kid from Kentucky, right? I imagine. Honestly, right? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm sold on Will Levis either. I. Right. I just. I don't. Th- I'm not falling in love with this class. I know. It's like the NBA too. Look at their draft. Look, Kay Cunningham just got hurt. I mean, I mean, oh my God, these draft classes have been—it's been whack out there, really. <laughs> JJ, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Um, I can't. What about I, you for Bryce Young? If you're oh, a general yeah. manager, if I'm yes. Houston Texans, I cannot get to that podium fast enough to bring Bryce Young into my building. You get—I mean, he is like in so many ways, except for that lack of bulk. He is the perfect. Oh, he's an exceptional player. person. He, and, yeah, he's, exceptional he's incredible. Also, too, the thing player. is, I know he's tiny now, but listen, Lamar Jackson was a twig in college. The day he won the Heisman, he came in, and I said, "There's just no way he's going to hold up." Now he's yeah, he's, ve- big. He's, he's big. Yeah, Kyler Murray, it was actually he's gotten bigger too. Like yep. a lot of these they guys all get bigger, and I think Bryce, everyone's like his frame won't put on weight, but he'll put on some weight. And yeah, no, you're going to have that risk, but I, I, I think. JJ made a great point. Like it has been a down year for six foot quarterbacks, but I don't think the NFL is going to give up on them because a guy like Will Levis. You honestly like, you look at the tape of Will Levis and look at the tape of Price Young. I don't think a team is going to take Will Levis. He's way too raw. No, but again, with like an Anthony Richardson or someone like yeah, that I mean, who's also raw and who's a project. But I do like the measurables, and I do like the fact that while he's maybe learning to play quarterback on the NFL level, at least I know I can run with him. I can't run yeah. Bryce Young out there. I'm going to get him killed. Uh, yeah, but obviously, so you're saying, but no team is taking Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if yeah. I was a general manager, you would take Anthony Richardson. No, you wouldn't. I mean, I, you would. I, take I him, think I would pass. You like, would take Anthony Richardson at 25. Yes. Maybe. No, not at one. I can't yeah. at one. I'd take Will Anderson. So wait, you would pay, if you're Houston Texans who desperately need something at quarterback. That's another thing. It's a supply demand thing. The, the demand is so strong for a quarterback. You kind of have to. You can't take Will Anderson there, can you? Um. Maybe you get a quarterback in the first pick of the second round, but I, f- I, I mean, they did like... this before with Mario Williams, where yep. they yeah. did Reggie Bush or Matt Leinart or yeah. Vince Young, the Houston kid, and they went with Mario Williams, and that kind of worked out. Kind of better than those guys. 
kind of who they have a cool shop the quarterback that or somebody yeah yeah but <laughs> I, I but they're so desperate right now they they got to do something I, I think it's got to be Bryce Young just I, and you're right it's all demand obviously Bryce Young's not the most draftable guy there but quarterbacks get pushed up okay always. but I might get another bridge guy can you talk me into a short term deal with Gino can I maybe see uh, for Houston. <laughs> I'm talking about short term while I bridge and maybe you have try to- fans who are going to pay tickets. You think the Texans, if they sign Gino Smith, they're going to be happy with that? I'm talking about a strategy here. Yeah, that's right. It's called two and 15. Two and two for CBS. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.